She's got an evil face, guys. I don't know where this is going. Well, since you just said that you wanted to talk about several topics, tell us. Oh, God. How were you when you were first born? Well, tell I was us born the story. September 23rd, 1991. <laughs> Actually, I do have a story with that. Oh, okay. Okay. I was, uh, I was an emergency C-section, baby. Oh, my God. Trying to strangle myself in the womb. Of course. I was on the, I was like, all right, time to go, and then I grabbed onto that and what? <laughs> you know, the umbilical cord, and oh, I was, shit. Uh, from what I hear, the doctors had to go in there and get me out of there before I strangled. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to go into this world. You are a pessimist from the very from beginning. day one. Wow. From negative day one. Dang. <laughs> That explains what you do with me now. See, yeah. this is in you. This is I've been innate. fighting chokes since birth. Since birth. And you lost this one, guys. And I'm losing this one. Oh, see? <laughs> and everything makes sense. But, wow. Yeah. So, ha! I bet you weren't expecting a story I was from not expecting a story. I thought you were like, okay, I came out of the cocoon like every other child. And I say, wah! I was saying, wah! Yeah. And I was like, wah! Dead. Get him! No, my God. Well, I'm glad you're alive. Thank or else you. you would not be here talking Otherwise, to me. Otherwise, we wouldn't have this podcast. That it. That was it. Yeah. 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 Wow. So it's two weeks in before the in-house. Uh, yeah, about a week and a half now. Oh my god, a mm -hmm. week and a half. Jesus. June 18th, Saturday. June, Saturday, June 18th, 5 p.m. 5 p.m. 329 West 18th Street, Unit 405. Hey, 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 hey. Oh my god, it's going to go by super fast. Yeah. What is it <clears throat> like? before an actual event like that like is it like an actual fight like do you plan because you did you give details like last time you did say that you were gonna have winners no something like that i don't know if we said that on the last podcast i did make that announcement um right during class this week um this past week because gladys was nice enough and she had medals made and so i told everybody whoever was participating there will be a winner and the judges were gonna decide who was gonna get uh, the medal? The medal. Yeah. Because you don't like participation trophies. I don't trophies. like participation trophies. I'm not a big believer of participation trophies. Which is at good. All. Hopefully that pushes them. Yeah, you know, so it's just, it, I mean, I'm, I'm grateful with all the ups and downs and to get to, to, to your question and stuff. It, it's been, it's been stressful because it's, a lot of people said they were gonna do it. And then some people said that they weren't gonna be able to do it anymore. And then some people just, disappeared mm -hmm. <laughs> and now it's kind of like i don't know who's doing what anymore if they're going to come in and but even if they do come in they haven't been training so it's mm -hmm. like what's going on here you know so it's been stressful the first time around it was because it was such brand new territory i wasn't i didn't know what to expect yeah and you know we had the matchups and that was right coming out of the pandemic so everyone was excited to be part of something again yeah um which made sense now yeah. that people were getting comfortable. They're like, eh, yeah, you know, exactly. Mm. You know, and there was no grappling terms. There was no fights and now because there were some people that said, ah, I just rather do a real tournament or I'd rather do a real fight and stuff, mm -hmm. you know, and I get that too. Cause the idea behind this kind of event was the starting point, like for the people that weren't sure if they wanted to compete and stuff, Yeah, you know, so that we'd have kind of a, 
a friendlier environment to kind of test their skills and stuff and get used to being in front of people. Right. You know, so that's kind of where, where the idea spawned, you know. So with the first one, it was a pleasant surprise, you know, but even that it was kind of stressful running through things and I kind of served as as referee and ring announcer introducing the people that were participating and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, with this one, it's kind of been the same thing because it's, it's almost like, all right, I, we want to recapture what we did the first time, which, and that's the way that my brain works, mm-hmm. fortunately and unfortunately, that if I'm going to do something again, it needs to be better than the first time. Yeah. Well, when you say recapture, I kind of think of like you wanting to do the same thing. But no, yeah. but you want to make it better. Yeah. yeah but you don't want to have the same thing because it's not the no, same. But, uh, we'll have yeah. guest judges. We have Yeah, people, so that, that's, that's where we had the, yeah. the bringing in the guests and stuff, you know. But now it's kind of like the matchups are less like, okay, they're going to happen, you know. Because I, I think with the first one, I forgot. How, we had a handful of, of matches. Yeah. We had you know, several full MMA in the grappling. grappling and yeah. kickboxing and stuff. This one, This one's different and this one... At this point, I'm hoping that we get at least three or four in, <laughs> you know, because of all the back and forth and stuff, you know. So, um, the mindset is, is pretty nerve wracking. the The first one, one of uh, one of our former students was a fellow wrestling fan, and he asked me what it was like to be Vince McMahon for the day, since I was kind of running and hosting the event. And I was like, man, I don't want Vince's job. <laughs> you know, that's kind of what it feels like. Is I'm. I feel the pressure of putting on a good show because we're asking people to come in and this time around we're asking for a $5 donation at the yeah. door for spectators. So you got to make it worth it. I have worth their money my coaches coming in. We're bringing Dan Severn coming in. So it was like, I want to have a good yeah. show and stuff. And I'm also the type of person that likes to plan things. We've talked, we talked about it just yesterday. You yeah. and I are the type of people that like to have things planned out, you know, mm-hmm. and it's difficult when you have to rely on others to make your plans happen. Yep. You know, and that's kind of been a back and forth thing, you know, so that's why well, we're announcing for the first time on the podcast, but mm-hmm. uh, some people have, have heard now already, depending on when you're listening to this, I'm going another step to further follow in Vince McMahon's footsteps because running it, I'm putting it together, but I'm also going to be participating, participating in it now. Yay. And it's kind of one of those things where eh, a lot of, a lot of things, you know, from, from, uh quote-unquote promotion standpoint is like we need to have something mm-hmm. that we can promote so it's like all right i know i'm not gonna back out mm-hmm. you know and the matchup right now is scheduled with me and caesar Ooh. and i talked to caesar um on saturday i told him I, you know the guy i had you matched up with i haven't seen him in a while i don't know if he's gonna make it i can give you a guaranteed match so you you know for sure that you're you're gonna be doing something on that day and then mm-hmm. i told him it was me mm-hmm. you know so He's not, he agreed to it. He says yeah. he's not backing out. He's going to be there no matter what. I'm going to be there no matter what. So, boom. Ooh, we got one at least match. for sure that we're going to do. Got 155 <laughs> pounds versus yep. 155. Yep. So, yeah. That's, that's. Nice. Adds a, a different layer of, okay, now. Because I was planning on, you know, being the Dana White of, you know, the judges pick the winner and I'll give them the medal. Mm-hmm. But now I got a whole other thing to mentally prepare for. Well, if you grant me that opportunity, I shall give people their medals. <laughs> yeah. You're <laughs> <Start> fine. <it. laughs> no, yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to have to, we'll figure it out. we're going to have to 
move some things around that were originally planned because it's like yeah you know it's, it's it's the same concept with me just because you know yeah there and it's an exhibition match you know but the uh it goes back to wanting to put on a good show like i yeah. wasn't expecting that i was going to be participating in it and yeah. some, until like last week or maybe in the past two weeks that it's been crossing my mind so it's mm-hmm. essentially you know three weeks to get into shape for an exhibition match that i want to have a decent showing thing, for. You haven't just got to... You're, you're acting like this is your first time you're going you're gonna to do it. You spar like every week. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it's not too much week. of a concern. It's just it's like the mindset when it comes to mm. things and stuff. You okay. know? It's it's a certain mindset. It's because... You know, have it, it, when when I spar... When we spar, when you and I spar, mm-hmm. we have no audience. Yeah, we had the camera rolling. Mm-hmm. Some of it makes it to YouTube. Some mm-hmm. of it makes it to Instagram and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, but for, for me... You know, and it kind of comes full circle with what I said earlier that the idea behind this event was to see if people wanted to compete. Mm-hmm. You know, and when people started dropping from the event and stuff, I was I was like, all right, maybe we shouldn't do the event. Maybe we should just have a seminar with uh, with the guys that I with with Coach Cress, mm-hmm. Anthony, and Dan Severn. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Caesar came up to me and he's like, I want to fight, and I was kind of mm-hmm. hoping to use the in-house event kind of as a like a, what, I forgot what word he used, but basically like a, a tryout. Yeah. yeah, kind yeah. of a tryout to see if he, he's ready to fight. Mm. You know, so I was like, all right, now we got to make sure that this event happens, you know, so we started reaching yeah. out to people again. And the person that we had lined up with Caesar said he was going to be there for it, but then mm-hmm. we still haven't seen him train in about a Forever. month, yeah, right. a month and a half, maybe. He was just going to show up and fight. Yeah, so I was like, I don't want to rely on that, you know, so let's make it for sure thing and then mm. with me also going back and forth with whether wanting to compete again i was like all right it kind of fits perfectly with this kind of event you know my family's gonna be there all my coaches with uh, my wrestling coach my mma coach dan seven are gonna be there mm-hmm. you know so and, and caesar is someone that is highly impressed me over the past year you know mm-hmm. taking second place in his first grappling tournament in, in a division Mm-hmm. With guys bigger than him and more experienced than him, mm-hmm. and to take second place and stuff, and it's just he's he's really dedicated, yeah. you know, in his training and stuff. And I've never sparred with him. I've grappled with him, mm-hmm. and he keeps me moving, keeps me honest the entire time, you know. Yeah. So I was like, all right, and he's young, you know. So mm-hmm. I was like, if I can still keep up with the twenty-three year olds in the world, and mm-hmm. you know, he's, he he's quick, you know, mm-hmm. and he got his blue belt, but last week, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And which is I held pads during the rounds and stuff which was the first time I quote unquote felt his punch mm-hmm. you know and he feels like he's got a decent pop to his punches nice. and stuff you know so mm-hmm. for me it was kind of like yeah I know him yeah I'm his coach and stuff but I've never sparred with him I've never felt I've never seen what his punches look like coming at my face mm-hmm. I've never seen kind of the stuff you know with the blue belt test he's already exhausted and stuff mm-hmm. you know so it's going to be a good test to see where my brain goes going back into like a quote-unquote fighting mindset of going mm-hmm. against someone that you've never sparred with before you never worked with you know we've grappled yes but yeah he doesn't know what my punches look like because you know he only sees the videos that, mm-hmm. that we post on social media and stuff you mm-hmm. know and i've only seen him based on his training but i've never felt how he moves in an mma situation so it's going to be a good kind of feel for the both of us and stuff you know yeah and, yeah good i'm glad but it's exciting it's a little nerve-wracking and stuff you know because it's like yeah i want to be able to 
put your mindset in everything. Mm -hmm. So you have to make sure that everyone's there or whatever. The coaches are good. Making sure the place is nicely organized, prepared for the day of. And then on top of that, you have to worry about, not worry, but you have to focus on your match. Mm -hmm. Making sure that you're you're good to speed, you know? Yep. And your your body is fully recovered. The same. <laughs> yeah. You know? How about that one? Yeah, no. Yeah. It's it's been different, you know. It's I've been adjusting my, my training for a while now in preparation of possibly competing at the mm-hmm. end of the year or next year. You know, and just now it's kinda this kinda seems like a good good test, you know, mm-hmm. to either okay, yeah, I'm gonna keep pursuing competition or it's like you know what this was good enough for me as you know with one of one of the up-and-coming fighters of the gym mm-hmm. coaches there families there yeah was, I'm excited I think it's gonna it's gonna show a lot of people that yeah you don't you have you don't have any excuses yeah when you do everything you run the gym you train on your own you still put in the work yeah you know and then on top of that you're gonna show up to this event and you're essentially doing this as a sacrifice for the opponent dropping out type of thing yeah you, you were so you were not initially going to do it but then considering the other guy hasn't shown up so you also didn't want uh, caesar to just not do anything yeah. you know or at least you want to put him with a good match because mm-hmm. I, I think he needs to be pushed anyway yeah and, and that, that's yeah. that's the other part that i admire so much about caesar because when i brought up Brought the idea to him that it was going to be me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I told him exactly what I just told you guys. You know, and then he stood up, he shook my hand. He's like, I'm going to do my best to push you as hard as I can. And I was yes. like, and that's exactly why mm-hmm. you're the guy to do this with. Yeah. You know, so I, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm happy. I'm, you know, it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun night. Yeah, it will. I mean, no matter And if what... I get knocked out in five seconds, then he should definitely fight this year. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well, hopefully we don't see a knockout. No, it's still, you know, but... you know that's what he, because he asked me, he was like, so is this going to be like a fight? I was like, it's still a sparring mentality and stuff. It's, you know, still, we're still a family. We're still going to take care of each other. You know, it's just, we're going to put on a good show. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you can say that, but it just depends of how it gets in there. You know, like yeah. he, he's a, he's a it's calm pre- guy. Mm-hmm. He's, he's very, he's a very good guy and stuff. But then when you're in the moment, you yeah. feel his punching power. You feel your punching power. We'll see how that turns out. Yeah. Because we, we don't know what type of mindset he's going to have that day. Or how he's going to respond to mm-hmm. your punches. Or you respond to his punches. Whatever it is, we'll we'll see. I mean, yeah, we're going to be there. You know? <laughs> but hopefully... Yeah, it's going to be fun no matter what. Mm-hmm. I mean, if shit hits the fan, you know, you got a rough separating you guys. <laughs> that's it. No more. <laughs> the ref. Yep. No, but no, he's yeah. He wants to do it, and he, he shows it every day. Yeah. He goes to the gym. He he's really um, diligent, mm-hmm. and he pays attention. Yeah, he does the work and leaves just like everybody else. So it is gonna show, and I'm glad because no matter what, we're still gonna have one match guaranteed. Yeah, and there's a few more that I think we're gonna have guaranteed. Yeah, which I still is still gotta good. talk to a few people, but. Uh, yeah, we got one. We got one at least, you know, so. But that, yeah, it's just. Are you going to announce it tomorrow? Yeah, I've started telling people yeah. already. Mm-hmm. So that I can start putting it on social media yeah. too. Ooh. Yep, yep, yep. Wow. 
This is, so, so you said that part where it was nerve wracking. What's nerve wracking about this? I mean, um, you did. I mean, you called. You said that the family is gonna be there and stuff, and you've always kind of wanted to do something like this. Yeah, because the last fight, you know, you. Yeah, because for me, it's been you know that that spar. You know, with you every week, and then sometimes I jump in with everybody else. You know, but mm -hmm. there's there's no no audience now. Mm -hmm. You know, and then I'm the one coaching everybody now, mm -hmm. so you know I got no coaches watching me. Mm -hmm. You know, so this is gonna be the first time in a long time. This is gonna be the first time that Coach Cross ever sees me spar mm -hmm. in MMA situations. It's been years since Anthony has seen me spar. You know, and obviously Dan Seven has never seen me spar. You know, my family's in my I think my godson's gonna be there. Mm -hmm. You know, granted he's only one, but it was like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, so it, it, it's it's just that it's kind of like, how is my it, my body going to respond to now having people Not watch me do my thing again? Yeah, you know, and then just being able to to separate me is kind of like okay, the host of the event, mm -hmm. but also put myself in a mindset where I can give. Caesar a good good match right you know a good match I mean, for him and a good match for me both of you seem to have the same goal give you yeah. a good match and, and that's why I thought this was it, perfect it worked out perfect you know because yeah. he wants to see if you know he's ready to fight I'm wanting to see if I want to fight again mm. you know so. so this is your test run on whether or not you're going to fight yeah that, that's, so, that's where I'm putting it in my head Mm -hmm. uh, this is either going to be the start of a comeback story or this is going to be like, yeah, that part is... Your start of your retirement. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. Essentially. Oh. You know, so I was like, because next year is going to be 10 years since my fight. You know, and mm -hmm. it's like, in my mind, it's way too long. Yeah. It's been way too long. It wasn't supposed to be like that, but life happened. You know, I had to make certain sacrifices in order to make what we have today possible. Let's, let's, okay, let, we'll go back to that, but let's, um, I guess what I'm trying to know and for you to explain is how, like, how is it different that you, how, how much of a difference did it make as you became a business owner and then the process of fighting? You yeah. know, because, because I mean, if, 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 if you, if I didn't know you because I see you every day and I talk to you mm -hmm. and. I see what your lifestyle is like. I mean, I would be like, why couldn't you fight? Yeah. Like, dude, like you, you, you're coaching. Like, why can't you fight and coach? And, and that's the, I, I get that a lot. People, exactly. Because <laughs> people don't understand. Yeah. So this is why, like, I'm trying to see how can you explain it in a way that people can see your perspective. Because it's not, it's not the same. Yeah. A lot of people say, okay, you can just fight. No, you can't, bro. Because people drive for the same reason because they get it. Mm -hmm. They have all their things to worry and, about. And that's exactly what it comes down to. It's just, if I'm going to fight, I'm going to fight. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't want to half-ass a fight. I don't want to mm -hmm. half-ass running the business. Mm. You know, so when I took over the business, you know, for those that are, are newer to the podcast or maybe haven't heard the, the previous ones, how I came to owning a business mm -hmm. was not exactly how I had my life planned out. Mm -hmm. You know, and it wasn't supposed to happen this quickly. It was an eventual goal, mm -hmm. but I didn't think it was going to end up the way that it ended yeah. up. You know, I, I saw myself continuing my, my career with Victory. Mm -hmm. um, life had different 
things in store for me, mm-hmm. you know. But even with that, the whole reason I went through the last training camp and the fight that I was supposed to have in 2017, I want to say. I think that's what, yeah. I think that's when I kind of first started. No, I just started the gym and you, you were in So it had to be 2017. Yeah. Yes. I, I because, was very fairly new and I didn't know you were. Because I, I got my black belt in 2016. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I was in talks with Victory of opening up uh, a victory location. Mm. And I told the higher ups, I was like, I'm totally down to do that. But let me get mm-hmm. one more fight in before I do that. Because I always knew. You fought in what year again? Sorry. 2013. Okay, so then it was four years later yeah. that you were going to fight again. So. After that, after that first fight, you know, mm-hmm. like Anthony's like, we're gonna bulk you up a little bit, mm, right. you know. So he's like, you're gonna do less cardio, you can still get your skills training in. So we're gonna get you on a weightlifting program. You're gonna t- start taking protein and start eating, mm-hmm. and we're gonna bulk you up before you fight again. Mm-hmm. I was like, cool, and that's when I started teaching. Okay. And I blinked my eyes two times, and getting my black belt, and now they're talking about opening up a victory location. Oof. You know, so that's when I knew there was a little bit of urgency. I was like, let me fight one more time so I can put that to rest. And then I can transition fully into coaching and and running the gym. Yeah. You know, and then obviously I went through the fight camp and three different opponents dropped out. So I didn't get to have that fight. Have we talked about that? Uh, I'm not sure, but we can talk about it again. Yeah, what happened? Because you that's three opponents, like, bro. Yeah. So. And you did one fight camp with with uh, who was your main coach at the time so anthony kind of had the first kind of half of that camp mm-hmm. and, then um, mark, right? and then mark took over the last four weeks and just throw it out there mark he comes in on saturdays and a lot of your fighting skills come from him too a lot of mark like really your, helped me yeah you know because mark was anthony's coach mm. you know so now i'm dealing with my coach's coach you know and mm. that was I love Mark to death and he's just, I have so much appreciation for everything because when, when I first met Mark, Mm -hmm. I I was teaching at Victory and I was just kind of, Anthony was trusting me more and more with classes and Anthony calls me one morning and he's like, I'm not going to make it this morning. Can you take the morning class? Mm -hmm. I was like, sure. And then Mark walks in and I was like, oh, this is, you know, I, I introduced myself and stuff. He's like, yeah, Anthony talks about you a lot. I was like, did you want to run the class? He's like, no, 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 no. You do, you do your thing. And mm-hmm. for me to teach in front of in front of my coach's coach, <sighs> I was like, oh god, you know. So I, I ran the class, and then he had to leave about I think like thirty minutes early. Mm. And then he came up to me. He's like, that was a great class. You're doing a really great job with this place. And that was I was like, whoa, that was like the ultimate compliment for me, mm. you know. And then for the training camp. Um, Aaron was also fighting on the same card that I was going to fight, mm-hmm. you know, so Mark wanted to come in and help a little bit. So that's when he came, we, we started doing those Sundays mm. and that's when I really started feeling comfortable because I'm very open that as a former wrestler, the grappling stuff is what came natural for me mm-hmm. and the striking stuff mm-hmm. was very difficult, mm-hmm. you know, and even, even after the first fight. One of my training partners told me, he's like, you got to trust your hands more. You got to throw your, your rear hand more. Mm-hmm. He's like, because I threw a lot of jabs, a lot of front hooks, a lot of front uppercuts, but I, I wasn't throwing my power hand. Mm. 
you know, one of my training partners told me, he's like, you gotta, you gotta trust that. Mm. And all these years went by and I didn't, I still didn't trust it. Mm. You know, and Mark forced it out of me. Mm. Mark, after just one round, he told me, he's like, I don't want you to throw anything less than three strike combos. Yeah. And that was difficult for me, yeah. you know, but it, it helped me get over the fear of throwing that hand, mm. you know, and then he started working on the stuff against the cage. And now I feel real that holding people up against the fence is where I feel the most comfortable now. And for me, it used to be holding someone inside control is my most comfortable. Mm. But now that I know, you know, the ins and outs of holding people up against the fence and like the dirty boxing from there, that's become my new favorite place. Mm -hmm. you know and that that was mark you know mark showed me so many things so many little things just to not teach me new things but teach me how to use the tools that i already had and how to make them better mm. you know so mark just gave me all that confidence and and i made the mistake of i i think i was i was talking to carla and i told her but uh the week before the fight i told her if i don't get to fight this training camp was worth it Mm. because everything that I needed I got in this camp mm. so with that you know the, the fight was scheduled for fight card which is where we do all our fights and this fight cards yeah. in my opinion one of the top promotions in, in, in the Midwest mm -hmm. and they do everything so professionally and they, they were coming they were coming back from like a a couple year hiatus I forgot how long their hiatus was but it was a few years that they were not doing shows mm -hmm. you know and they came back full steam ahead I um, was introduced to the promoters for their first show back mm -hmm. and then it was their second show back that um, I was going to participate in mm -hmm. and they have photo shoots and stuff and they do everything for their promotion stuff it was awesome so when I went mm -hmm. in for the photo shoots I'm talking to this guy um, mm -hmm. that was there before me he was in front of me in line for the photos and stuff and we're talking and stuff and you know i was like how long you train for he's like i've been i've only been training for four months i was like where you train he told me where you train i was like oh i know a lot of guys there mm. and then um you know he took his pictures and then i get go up there and and nilo he's one of the owners he was the matchmaker and he was taking the photos he's like that's the guy that i have you fighting against matched up with that's of course. You know, <laughs> he's like, I didn't want to say it while he was here because I didn't want to start things. And he's like, I'm just waiting for his coach to approve. Mm. And I'm assuming because he came from a gym where a lot of my former training partners ended up when they left victory, mm. that they knew who I was and how long I had been training. And mm. if he had only been training for three months, they're like, that's not fair. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Because that guy ended up fighting one of my teammates that same night. So what? the coach didn't didn't accept the fight with, with me you. but he took the fight with my teammate instead was your teammate um how long was your teammate training for Do at that time maybe a year oh so he was fairly new yeah he was he was a lot yeah. newer than than oh, i was okay so they took that fight instead and my mm. teammate still beat him and then um it was, I think, two weeks after the photo shoots. I, f I forget how long before the fight. But, like, two weeks mm -hmm. after the photos, uh, Nilo texted me. And he's like, you know, the, I'm not hearing back from his coach. So, we got this new guy for you. Mm. So, I was like, fine. Cool. <laughs> You're like, whoever. I'm whoever, ready. yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> a week before the fight. Mm -hmm. No, no, not even. I'm still here. You're just thinking. 
He's got that face of confusion. It was kind of funny. Four days before the fight. Four days. I get Shit. a call from Nilo, mm. and he says your guy broke his arm. He's out. What? Yeah. I was like, funny story, and this is why I'm not naming names because I'm gonna throw a little shade at him. He fought three weeks later for another promotion. But so, he broke his arm. But he broke his arm. Right. And that's why he did you watch his fight. fight? I did watch his fight. Was he broken? He was not broken. Got it. He was broken after the fight because he got yeah. destroyed. Mm. <laughs> but <clears throat> he wow. he did not have a broken arm. So I was like, it's, shit. So okay, so like, two guys dropped out. And then so I'm on the phone with Nilo and he tells me he's like, we do have another replacement, but he wants to do a catch weight at one thirty. Mm-hmm. I was like, sure. <laughs> Whatever, less. <laughs> that's one, that's right? less weight for me to cut. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was like, all right. Um, Cool. So that's four days before, before the, the fight. Before the fight. Okay. And then, you know, there's less weight for me to cut. I was walking around at 133, 132. I was originally mm-hmm. going to fight at 125. Mm, okay. Um, You know, so making it a catch weight at 130, I was like, that's... A couple of pounds. Yeah, not two bad. pounds. All you got to do is go to the bathroom and yep, get out. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so they're the wins. I was hungry. I was crabby. I was dehydrated. Mm. And I'm standing in line to weigh in, and then I feel a tap on my shoulder, and I turn around, and it's Nilo. And he tells me, my God. I was like, ah! And he's like, your opponent's not coming. What? I was like, why? He's like, his coach says that he's not coming. The owner of the gym says he is coming. Supposedly, his mom was in a car accident. Now, I don't want to say that... It's a lie. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to speculate because if it was, that's horrible. And that's a great reason not to fight. But. But he also fought a month later. <laughs> at a heavier weight class. Oh, my God. But and he told me, he's like, yeah, you're. Unless somebody doesn't make weight here, which at that point, because it was the weight class that we were dealing with. The only way I was going to fight is if my teammate missed weight. And I would have fought the original guy that they had for me. Obviously, mm. my teammate was professional. We're, he did what we're he all had professionals, to, right? You know, that we were training together and stuff. And he made weight, you know, and, I, and much respect to him because he even came up to me. He's like, I, I'm Wait, thinking. Wait, who? Um, uh, my teammate. Oh, okay. Because he came up to me that day when I told him that I wasn't fighting anymore because my mm. opponent dropped out. He asked me, he's like, I can drop the fight and you can take my opponent. Yeah. You know, I was like, don't do that. No. <laughs> you work for it. You made weight. He's there. Do That's it. the guy that I was supposed to fight and they didn't want it anyway. So just you take it. Yeah. You know, and and that was that, you know, and I had a long talk with the promoter <sighs> at the end of the night, Man. you know, and I told him this was supposed to be my last one because I'm going to be gonna running go, the business, go run a gym now. You know, and he's like, you got to give me one more. So now every time I see them, they, they kind of ask me, you know, and last time I talked to Milo, I kind of told him, I was like, you might have me. Give me a, give me a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, because for me, it's like that training camp was, that's where my focus went. Mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking about the future. I wasn't thinking about a future gym. I was thinking that fight. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is not the amount of time I just was, I wasn't, I was, once I started fighting, I was supposed to keep fighting. Yeah. And that didn't happen. 
And now we're talking about me running a gym and coaching and stuff. And I'm 0-1. I was like, this isn't happening. You know, it wasn't going to be ideal for me to be 1-1. But I was like, I'm, I'm going to win this fight. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to win this fight. And I'm going to open up a gym. And so with this fighting mindset, because I think also another thing to point out. Um, I was talking to my dad earlier. And he was telling me, you know, how as business people, you're always thinking about things to improve on, yeah. business ideas, yeah. things that come up. Yeah. So, yeah, you do look forward to the future, but you're always in the present, right? Yeah. And I think that's what happens. I mean, because he, he also, you know, runs his business. So with you, is that like you're always into that business mindset yep. because you want to make sure this is, you know, good for the students or whatnot on top of the curriculum and teaching and all these things that come about, yeah. you know? So with the fighting mindset, you have to separate yourself from the business temporarily. Yeah. But is is like how difficult is that? It's it's super difficult. And, and it goes back to, you know, and I'm so happy that I get to reconnect with Anthony because there's mm -hmm. a lot of things that he told me. Mm -hmm. That I didn't believe him at the time. Mm. And that's what led to a lot of differences between him and I. You know, so for the past year that we've been reconnecting and now I get to see him again. Mm -hmm. I get to see him with a, a new understanding because now I've, I've walked a little bit more similar to his shoes. Mm. Because he once told me when I started teaching and started getting more interested in teaching and coaching. Mm -hmm. He told me, you got to pick one. You're either going to be a great fighter or you're going to be a great coach. You can't be both at, least at the same time. He's like, because fighters have to be selfish in their training and coaches have to be selfless. Mm. And at the time, I was like nodding my head like, okay, okay. You know, right? but I didn't really believe him until push came to shove and the back, my back's against the wall. And it was like, fight, take the gym. Mm. Because if I don't take the gym, what about who is? Him? Yeah, where where is all this? Where where are all the students going to go? And 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 that's where it, it, for me it was nerve wracking for you because your training camp was happening through all the drama that we had with victory. Yeah, and the back and forth like, are we separating? We're not separating. Anthony's like, we're we're done with victory. I was like, then what are we gonna do? Mm -hmm. What's happening? And we're right in the middle of your training camp for that. And I don't know if you remember, but we pulled you out of the first one that you were scheduled for. I think you were scheduled to fight originally in May. Mm. And because of the craziness that was happening with Victory, because around that time is when it started, mm -hmm. because of the uncertainty of what, ha what was happening with Victory, we pulled you out of that one. And then we rescheduled you for September, for September mm -hmm. thinking that things were going to be patched up by then. And instead, mm -hmm. things were Not. crazier. And mm -hmm. the official announcement from the owner of Victory that we were, that our gym was no longer Victory was two days before your first fight. Mm -hmm. And leading to that fight week for you, we were, Anthony even told me, he's like, just get everyone black t-shirts because we might not, we might be just going independent. Right. And he told me, he's like, when they ask, you tell them whatever name, but just don't tell them that she's representing Victory. Yeah. Either either do Taz MMA or just go in there as independent. Mm. But, but don't put Victory's name if we can't get out of this on time. And then it was two days before your fight that we got cleared 
that we were no longer victory, and that's when we were able to be hit to fit for yeah. that fight. You know, so that was, that's kind of where I knew fighting for me was going to be out the picture for, out a the picture bit, for yeah. at least a while because it was like, now I'm going through all this stuff. Now I'm coaching you. Mm-hmm. And, the business and, and now two days before your fight, I get word that we're no longer victory. Mm-hmm. And the day after that, Anthony calls me on the phone. He's like, I want you to take majority ownership of the gym that you and I are going to open. So now I got that on my mind and now I got to go lead you into your first fight and stuff. You know, so (laughs) I remember we were warming up for your fight and stuff (laughs) and I'm telling you to breathe and relax and then you tell me you breathe and relax because you felt how how my heart was racing and stuff. Yeah. You know, but you winning that fight was kind of the, all right, I'm, I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. You know, because I I know how much focus I put into getting you ready. I know how much focus I was in not letting the drama. Because all you guys as students were left in the dark with the drama with victory until the very end. Right. You know, we were having that problem for months. And you guys didn't know until the very end of it. You knew because, you know, we spoke so much outside of the gym and stuff. Yeah. But everybody else was left in the dark until... All right, this is what's happening. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's so much that comes in with, let's see, just fighting. You yeah. just don't just fight. You yeah. just never just fight. No, there, there's there's so Everything. much to it, you yeah. know. And, and for me, and like you said earlier, like with the conversation with your dad, last week I was up at 3 in the morning because I just started seeing things of how I can mm. improve the curriculum. So now I'm taking notes in my bed at, at two in the morning, you know, because I'm seeing all these things and seeing all these adjustments to make the curriculum a little bit better, mm-hmm. you know, so that's where my mind goes. And to go through a training camp with not a lot of sleep or me focusing on on, on the students, which is what my passion is, I have, I, I love the art of fighting, you know, yeah. and, but for me, it's my, my students and, and that gym mm. is what my ultimate passion is. I want to fight because it's, fun for me is it's I I didn't enjoy the first fight that I had I obviously didn't enjoy the outcome yeah you know so that's kind of that's what stings in the back of my head yeah but if if someone put a gun to my head and said you have to choose you can either go back into fighting or you keep the gym I would keep the gym 10 times out of 10 yeah you know but now that thing you know I'm getting used to now a few years into business owning. I've, I've mm-hmm. kind of got my groove in things. You know, obviously every day is a struggle. Mm-hmm. Pandemic showed us that things can happen out of nowhere and that you have to adjust and you have to be ready for those bad moments and stuff. But yeah. I'm confident in the team that we have built in the gym mm-hmm. that if I were want to do, because if I were to fight again, mm-hmm. it's it's a one-off. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's one more. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as I would like to say there's two more so I can win two more and mm-hmm. have a winning record <laughs> right. instead of just one win, one loss. Mm. But it would just, realistically speaking, with the way that I know my brain works, mm. it would just be one more. And it would be a lot of sacrifice in that training camp to get myself ready for that fight. Yeah. But then, you know, like I've said it in the past, you have the support system mm-hmm. now. You have uh, newer, you know, newer people that have joined us. Um, but aside from that, the, the actual team, like Carla, Ralph, and, 
no Keisha and Zach, you know, when he's there mm-hmm. to help. And, and sometimes Mark, when he comes in, Max sometimes yeah. comes in, you know. But you still have people that are at least there yeah. to to help you out. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. you're focused on your training camp. Yeah. And, like, just like Caesar said, like, he'll try his best to, to push you, you mm-hmm. know. If you ever decide to fight, the training camp will be a good one because you will have people that are going to be there. Yeah. Not too, and that's what's ready. comforting, and that's what like now's now's the time to do it if I'm gonna do it, you yeah. know, and and that's and that's why the that's where the excitement comes in yeah. so to work with Caesar in this in house event because yeah. that's for it's gonna be the closest thing that I've had to a fight, mm. and it might be the the closest thing that I do end up having to a fight, mm. you know. So we'll see how how things go because you know people change, you know, my mindsets change, you know, my mindset was. I'm going to be a professional fighter, and then when I retire from fighting, that's when I'm going to be a coach. Things change. It just spiked in my mind. How, how is it, like, for you, or what's it like for you to feel, like, selfless? Like, what's your experience? And how did you figure that about yourself? When did you start feeling selfless? Because right now, with the, the example of the gun in your head. Yeah. You know, now, like, you clearly choose, you know, you choose us. Yeah. And I, we, we appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Then again, there's times that you also have in the back of your mind. As, as corny as this is going to sound, and this yeah. is, you guys be prepared because this is one of the corniest things you'll ever hear <laughs> me say. You say that I choose you guys, but the only reason I choose you guys is because you guys chose me. Mm. You know, when the thing was going on with Victory mm-hmm. and we made the announcement, we're separated. The whole thing, and Maybe I should talk to a lawyer before saying this, but I trust everybody that's listening here. First time I'm probably saying this out loud to everybody when the the shit was happening with Victory. So the drama started, I think, in May. Mm-hmm. We weren't officially released from being Victory until the first week of September or the last week of August. It was the last week of August. Mm-hmm. So that's a few months of drama with Victory. Mm-hmm. Victory fired me in July mm. from my teaching job. Mm. And Anthony fought tooth and nail for that not to happen. Mm. But it wasn't happening. And, and they're like, no, it's, it's over. Mm. You know, and Anthony called me. He's like, this is bull. This is wrong. This is not the way that we're supposed to be handling this. He's like where's your head? I was like, they're going to have to physically remove me from that building if they don't think mm-hmm. I'm going to be there for the students. Mm-hmm. Because Anthony was worried that because I got fired that I wasn't going to show up. The bosses that were running the whole mm-hmm. organization there never came to our gym. He was there maybe twice. Mm-hmm. You know, so nobody knew who was running the place. Mm-hmm. You know, and Anthony's like, you're, you're not going to leave the students behind. I was like, I'm not going to leave my students behind. You know, so it wasn't, and that, that happened, at, I think, at the end of June or early July when I got the email that they were letting me go. Mm-hmm. And I told Anthony, I was like, unless he shows up himself, tell me I'm not allowed to be there. I'm going to be there every single day that I have class to teach. And nobody knew. And nobody knew, you wow. know, so I went up. So you were essentially fired. I was, yeah. Wow. Which means, and they told me. You're not supposed to be there. Not supposed to be there. He's obviously not paying me. <laughs> wow. 
you know, so I the I spent a good six weeks. No, probably two months, where I spent teaching without getting paid to teach. Wow, you see. You know, and we're having problems communicating with the owner of Victory, Anthony and I, mm-hmm. uh, of how to just move on from Victory and let us be us. Yeah. And it was Anthony and my decision not to let the students in mm-hmm. on what was going on. And when we had no idea what else to do, I told them, let's just tell the students what's going on. Yeah. And I told Anthony's like, all right, you know, you tell him. We were talking on a Sunday. He's like, tell him tomorrow mm-hmm. after class. So taught the class on Monday. We line it up, and I tell everybody. I was like, this is this is what happened. Mm-hmm. And they're like, so where's our tuition money going? And <laughs> not to me because they stopped paying me a long time ago. <laughs> the next day, everybody canceled their memberships. Mm-hmm. And that's what sent the message to the boss man of victory that, okay, (laughs) I lost. And then a week after that, um, that's when he let us be. And then uh, it was a week after your fight and that we, because Anthony had already started Hit to Fit Mm. out in the suburbs. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just our gym wasn't able to do that because technically we were still victory. So once... The boss man told us, all right, you guys aren't victory anymore. That's what cleared the path for us to incorporate Hit to Fit in, in Chicago. And that happened a week after your fight. You know, but if it wasn't for the students reacting the way that they reacted, who knows what would have happened? You know, and then even from that, when Anthony and I had our differences and then we split up and then I told everybody that, all right, it's just going to be me now. And the way everyone just kind of started the slow clap and congratulating and stuff, I was like, okay, you know, so I wouldn't be here without all of you, mm-hmm. you know, so for me, it's a no brainer. You guys chose me to be your coach. And even the, the new students that have no idea weren't there for that. There's yeah. plenty of gyms to go train at. Yeah. So when they walk into the door to pay the tuition, and to do all those things, that's by their choice, yeah. you know? So when people ask for help, I'm going to help them. Yeah. You know, if, if I'm sparring with someone and I want to get a good workout, but they're newer or they're un, unsure about how to do stuff, I'll slow things down and make sure that they know how to do it. Yeah. You know, every time someone gets their hands raised at a, a grappling tournament, everybody, we got first, second, or third place, and they get their medal. I'm so, I, I, I get filled with pride. Yeah. You know, and there was one day at the tournament, at one of the tournaments, I'm standing. I took a, a step back because we, I had enough helping coaches mm-hmm. that everyone had a coach while they were competing, mm-hmm. and I saw all the Warrior Evolution rash guards on the mats mm. getting their hands raised nice. almost at the same time. I was like, "This is awesome." Yeah. You know, so it's the hard work, it's the loyalty, it's the diligence of the students. Mm-hmm. that have got me here so the idea of being selfish to be a fighter again even if it's for one fight <laughs> is where my uh, battle right yeah is hard. Yeah, yeah as much as the students say they want to see me compete again and stuff and say that i should do it is like it, it's that that lack of understanding of how much of my focus 
because of the type of person that I am, would go into fighting. And I don't want that to affect everything that we have at the gym. Yeah. Because that's also part of the reason why you started the women's program yeah. on, on Fridays. Yeah. Because you said that you didn't, you, you were not paying attention to the girls. and, and Because of all the training camps. Exactly. The... And you're like, you know what? We just had another class. Even at, because Fridays, are you just have the kids class. Mm-hmm. And then we do our training yeah. afterwards. So then you added the 7 o'clock class with, for the girls so that they can work on the stuff that they miss. Yeah. And you're teaching them how to spar correctly, mm-hmm. you know? So I think, you know, another thing to point out that, yeah, it's like you, you are paying attention. Yeah. And as, as easy as it sounds, oh, just go ahead and fight. It's not that easy. Mm-hmm. There's too many things to look yeah, at. Yeah, a lot of it's like, Oh, owning your own business has to be the best job in the world because you can make your own schedule. It's like, yeah, you make your own schedule when you show up to the office, but you're working 24-7, you know, and that's kind of the gift and the curse of running your own business. I wouldn't have it any other way. I would never work for another gym again. I I don't think I could. Yeah. And another thing that also, because I I remember you, you, you told me since the beginning of my first training camp and you told me that I would get nervous you know mm-hmm. um throughout the the time and if I ever felt or wanted to say something out loud like you, I could call you yeah and by then I mean yeah we were getting like barely ever getting close mm-hmm. but we were not that close yeah but I found that like super like supportive of you mm-hmm. that you told me hey if you want to call me like three o'clock in the morning like I'll answer the phone call yeah you know if you just want to talk and yeah. I remember that. I was like, oh, my God. You know, like, mm-hmm. there's times that people go through that, you know? And I, and I still do that to this day with the fighters. Yeah. Anthony did that for me, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just, I remember how comforting it was, yeah. you know, when he was there for my loss. Mm-hmm. And I think I even told you, you know, after yeah. the fight, I was like, I have not experienced an MMA win. You know, I've won mm-hmm. in wrestling matches, but that's, you know, a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You know, but I was like, if you can't sleep because you're so pumped up from your win, call me anyway, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. it does Anthony, when he was bringing me back up after the loss and stuff, he's mm-hmm. like, you know, we we're just going to go back to the drawing board. And then, you know, if you you can't sleep because mm-hmm. you're sad, you know, call me. And when we get you your win, if you can't sleep because you're happy, then call me anyway. Yeah. You know, and I said that with Leo, I said, you know, when when Ralph had his fight and he lost. Yeah. My dad was out of town and he called me after the fight was over. He's like, how'd it go? And I was like, Ralph lost. Mm. And he's like, how do you feel? Like, I lost. Mm. You know? So it was like, I, I feel those things too. Mm. You know? And with Ralph, it was the same thing. With Brian, it was the same thing. I, I asked him, you know, I yeah. told him after the fight, I was like, if you need anything, call me. Yeah. You know? Because that one, I know what it's like. I know what it's like to lose a fight. And I know yeah. how much it sucks. Yeah. You know? So it just, for me, it's, for me, it's for, it'd be common sense for me, but maybe not common sense for everybody to, to be there, you know? And, yeah. I mean, I just find that crazy because at that moment, yeah, you know, like people, I mean, we feel like shit. Yeah. Just say it like you feel like shit when you lose. Nobody wants to lose. Nobody. Mm-hmm. I never want to lose, you know, mm-hmm. but it happens. But then I also see a win because they're back. They're back to training. Mm-hmm. They're still doing their thing. Yeah. I think it, it would be worse if they just completely quit. Yep. But none of us are actually quitting. Like we're not none of us are quit. We're no. we're back. 
Mm-hmm. When I mean the first time that um, Leo lost, same mm-hmm. thing. I mean, yeah. it fucking sucked because yeah. we all know his potential, but he's back and he came back stronger. He won his fight. Yeah, it's like okay. I think those are wins as well. Yeah, and, and as as a coach, that's this win too. Yeah. You know, I mentioned earlier about the fighter dropping out that his coach said one thing and the, the gym owner said another thing. Yeah. And at the time, I was like, how are those two different people? Oh, right. And I was like, how is the, the gym owner different from the coach? And, mm-hmm. and again, mm-hmm. as I age, as I get more experience with this stuff, things that didn't make sense back then make sense to me now. And now I understand why gyms have a gym owner and, and a coach, you know, because it's, it's different mindsets, mm. you know, and... You know, business, the business owner is looking at all the business side of things, the finances and stuff and all the, mm-hmm. the incomes and all that stuff, you know, and the coach is looking out for the people, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what always I felt made me stand out at victory. And maybe that's what also caused the differences that happened is that I looked at as people as people, not mm-hmm. as dollar signs, mm-hmm. you know, so now find it for me to balance being the business owner because got to pay the bills because there's if i want to help people mm-hmm. i need a gym to help people if i want mm-hmm. the gym we got to be able to pay the bills every month mm-hmm. you know so there's that concern and yeah. then as the coach it's like all right i might be stressed about the business the pandemic made everything, everything. so much more stressful and <laughs> everything so much more doubtful like are we going to pay the bills this month yeah you know so but I can't let that affect how I teach and how I coach. So now to kind of add a, the fighting aspect on top of that, I know for a fact I would not want to put myself through that for a long period of time. Mm. And that's why one more fight would be one more. Mm. One lose or draw. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's intense. So that's... A little insight as to what happens inside of my brain and what may seem like a, a simple yeah. scenario. Like, do you want to fight or not? There's, yeah. there's, a, there's a, I want to, yeah. but I also want to be there as a coach yeah. for my students. I also want to be able to keep the gym open mm-hmm. and, and pay the employees and stuff and, and do that. I want to be able to create jobs. I want people to fall in love so much with martial arts that they possibly want to teach in one day. One of my biggest goals has always been, you know, the the dream that I had when I started Victory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't achieve the dream the way that I saw it because I saw myself opening up a Victory and that didn't happen. But I do have a gym now. Yeah. You know, so if I can help anyone that maybe just wanted to start training or maybe just wanted to be a fighter and now they want to teach, they want to coach, they want to open up a gym of their own. I want to be able to help people do that too. Yeah. You know, so... There's a couple of people that started, right? Their own there's the, gym or... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's... Yeah. There's that, you know, and there's... It's more than just wanting to fight. Yeah. Uh, you know... It's more than just being selfish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and Dan Severn said it. It's got to make sense. It's got to make sense as in <laughs> money. money. Yeah. You know, so it's wow. it is what it is. You know, but for me, fighting would be something for me. Mm-hmm. Hence the selfish part. Yeah. You know, but that's not to say that I don't have peace or I don't have happiness 
coaching. Mm. I, I love it. As stressful as it is, I love it. Yeah. You know? And so, for me, coaching over fighting is always going to be the answer. Yeah. And that that in itself is also what kind of puts a little bit of doubt. Of, do I want to... Because my opponent's not going to have that kind of mentality. My no. opponent's going to have the mentality that they're going to be a fighter. Yeah. You know? So, and that's why I need to be able to match that mentality where I need to get you before you get me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I can't think coaching. I can't think business. I got to think fight. And that's also another thing. When you're a coach in that mindset, when you're in a mindset of a coach as you're sparring as you're in action you take care of your people more yeah and that's also not a good thing because you have to fight yeah you can't feel bad yeah that's you know that's something that talked about it with carla carla feels bad for hitting somebody Mm -hmm. but it's like if you use technique they didn't move their head it's their you fault can't feel bad and i tell that to people in the past like when when we start doing live drills it's like if you hit your partner it's more their fault than yours because they didn't work the defenses that they're supposed to. <laughs> I was, um, you know, when the the drill that we did with the the hitting and stuff, yeah. just going back and forth. When I was doing that drill, um, Ralph got me with a good jab, mm-hmm. and then he stopped and he's like, "Are you okay?" And I looked at him like, "Really, Ralph?" And he's like, "No, no, no, yeah, you're okay, you're okay." And he kept the hitting me. I was like, "Ralph," but see, that's how you know when yeah. you're a coach like that, like. You do feel for that person and yeah. you don't want to hurt them. You know, yeah. <laughs> you want to make sure they're good. There's yeah. many times that you hit me with whatever and you're like, and then you grab me in the head like, I'm sorry, but it's like, yeah. dude, this is what we do. <laughs> I don't feel bad for you. <laughs> I know you don't feel bad for hitting me. If anything, it's like, you didn't move your head, bro. I'll be dead tired and you jump on me after <laughs> did five rounds with the guys and after a hard lift and then yep. two hours later, five round, five five minute rounds of grappling with the guys and then... Yep. Here comes Nene. <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yep. Triangle choke it out. Come on. Come on. Oh. Come on. <laughs> yep. That's the difference. <laughs> that's how you know. You know, but that, that's why I'm also confident in the team that I have as far as for a training camp goes yep. to, to be able to get me ready. They push you. You man. know, so we'll see what happens after we'll, we'll have uh, another Another therapy slash uh, recap mm-hmm. session after the 18th to see where my mind's at. You guys might hear the official comeback, oh my comeback God, tour. Guys. You might hear an official announcement, uh, retirement yeah. announcement on that, that <laughs> podcast after the the in house. All right, until next time. Then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, one, one more podcast before the in house, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, thank you guys for listening to all the drama and some of you might be shocked to hear for the first time and others, <laughs> i think some most of it will be even for the people that lived it yeah there's still some things that they know may about. be hearing for the first time so thank you guys drop your questions on our social media don't bombard me with questions in, in class because then class is going to turn into just a live podcast and no training <laughs> so ask on the social medias on at taz mma underscore fitness on all the major Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. Snapchat, YouTube, everything. 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 Um, and then Nene on YouTube, Nene MMA, also on Patreon. Mm-hmm. And then her Instagram, Nene underscore MMA underscore CMM. Yeah, boy. And that's right. I think that's it, right? That's Did it. I miss anything? No. No? No. All right. We will see you guys next Bye. week. Okay, bye.